we're going to gather our strength, our, our strong people around us. We're going to pray in the Holy Ghost. We're going to plead the blood. But then we did something else. We did, uh, okay, where's Brother Hagin preaching? And I remember one particular meeting. He was preaching in Canton, Ohio. <laughs> so we got tickets to Canton, Ohio. We got a hotel room. We planned to be at every single meeting that week and stay till the very end. And we planned to be as close to the front as we could. We needed help. Hallelujah. So you go there and you're here. This is a place. You've been called and summoned. Praise the Lord. And when we come together as the church, it's a legal gathering. Amen. Ecclesia. We're the, uh, the body coming together. And when we come together as a church, there's a dispensing of weaponry. There's a uh, healing. There is legal turnarounds as we come in agreement over the word of God. And some of your agreement looks like jumping up and down and rejoicing, but it will always involve your voice. That's your vote. That's your agreement. And that's faith in the blood. That's faith in the name of Jesus. That's faith in the word of the Lord that's been spoken. Hallelujah. And that's when the Holy Ghost gets a grip with you, takes a hold with you against any infirmity, against any weakness. Hallelujah. And you tap into the plan and the will and the purpose of God for your life. He has not forgotten what he started. He's a creator with a great plan. <laughs> and he still has his plans out. He's referring back to the plan. And when we get together and we come in the spirit, we see the plan. And we rejoice over that plan. Every detail. And we are not the author. We are not the finisher. He is the author. He is the finisher. I remember being on our platform, was telling Deborah one day as pastors years ago, and I was so frustrated. People not showing up. How can I do all this? I was straightening the cords on the platform. And I was down there, and I go, oh, God, I just can't do this. And I heard the Holy Ghost say, I can't, I, I said, I can't. I can't do this church. He said, it's not your church. <laughs> oh, I stopped in my tracks and I said, oh, such a relief came to me. <laughs> he said, it's my church. It's his church. He said, I'll build it. And the gates of hell can't prevail against it. He said, it's mine. If he planted it, if he started it, he's the architect, the builder, and the finisher. Hallelujah. Oh, I got happy. So it gave me boldness. I thought, it gave me confidence. I thought, well, if he tells me to do something, he's going to back me up. And if he wants it done, he'll do it. 
So that's how he wants us to function with him in the church. He is the head. We are the body. Hallelujah. He gives direction. He gets authority. Praise the Lord. And he gives us the power. Hallelujah. As his body to apply the blood of Jesus. I want to uh, tell you, you should go on uh, Mark Hankins Ministries website, I think, or Facebook, or whatever. Look back for Patsy Caminetti's teaching. Every day she spoke and taught about the body of Jesus how he was wounded. She went into great detail how he took in his body our pain for our guilt, for our shame. He shed out every drop of blood that was screaming to get out to pay the price for us. So he feels in his body, and he felt in his body every bit of our pain. He suffered. God prepared that body for him. Hallelujah. In conception, and that body grew, was born, grew perfectly. He lived perfectly with the blood of God as the Lamb of God with the purpose to die and to shed his blood. And that Lamb is on the throne. And his blood has been applied. His blood is speaking, Hebrews 12 says says. It's a witness there. So to know about the blood and to use the blood is effective in prayer. Hallelujah. So everything you can learn about the blood, get it. And Mark has some powerful teaching on the blood of Jesus. And you say, yeah, I know that. No, 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 no. Like he said, I know that. And the Holy Spirit said, no, you get back and you read that book by Andrew Murray, The Power of the Blood of Christ, because you need to to learn some things. (laughs) And guess what? We're still learning some things. And a few years ago, uh, Dylan, our grandson, um, three years old, you know the story, but he came to our house. He couldn't breathe. He was very weak. And we thought, well, he has mononucleosis, they said. So, but he couldn't breathe. So they took him, Alicia took him that night to the um, emergency room. You guys were there. And they, they said, oh, wow, his white blood cell count is way sky high. This is leukemia. They sent him into the uh, intensive care in Lafayette. And they began to treat him. He had this, this uh, it had formed a, like a mass that was cutting off his esophagus, as a noise, breathing tube. And uh, he couldn't breathe. He was dying. But you know what? 
When I got that report from Alicia over the phone that day, I remember, I remember where I was on the porch. And she told me that. It's like, well, Grandma wants to hear that. Oh, come on. Oh. Ah. And I know evil days come to everyone. But Paul encouraged us. He said, stand on the evil day. Take, take this weaponry. Be strong in the Lord. Take your position in him. So that day I heard that report. But I heard another voice. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. He's the spirit of truth. He is your help. He will say things that you need to say. So we always want to get really and stay real in tune with him. If offense gets in the way, get it out. You get mad about something, get happy. You don't want anything to short out your signal from heaven. Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) So that day I heard the Holy Spirit say, it's like the voice of Jesus say, break the assignment of the enemy against Dylan. So I was in the living room. And Mark, I, I didn't care how wild I was. I said, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I break your assignment against Dylan. What are those words? Those are legal words. I didn't know exactly what it was saying. But then I heard the Holy Spirit say, connect him to his divine destiny. So I said, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood and I connect Dylan to his divine destiny. Those are words of hope and faith. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. His righteousness, his covenant, his blood, support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand, but we're not sinking. We're on the rock. Hallelujah. So that was the fight was on. The fight was on. So then I went down. We went down to Lafayette. Be close. And you guys were there. Thank you. I'm glad for friends in the time I need. Thank God. When you are a friend, you have a friend. Hallelujah. You have Lots of friends. <laughs> Thank you. And we, we took a stand there. The fight was on. So I went up in Alicia's house to, the, to Dylan's room. He wasn't there. And we spent the night there, and I got my Bible, my big, my big old Bible, Amplified Version. I said, okay, Lord, everything you, every battle you win, you win it with the covenant. If you abide in me, my words abide in you, you will ask. That's a legal thing. And it shall be done. So, but you got to go according to the covenant. Right? This book of the law, this everything, this is right here. So I started in Genesis. And I said, okay, now where's the blood? Where's the blood? 
<laughs> so I started there <laughs> in Genesis, and I found the story about um, little Moses. And so what I was trying to do, I was trying as a grandmother, and I was trying to build a case, how did the blood apply to my family, right? So I saw, okay, Lord, you love family. You made Adam and Eve. He said, multiply. He loves family. Satan hates family. He wants to steal family. He wants to distort your family, mess it up. But God is for your family. And the first witness I came, it was like a court situation. The first witness was Noah. And I found that Noah, uh, you know, he built the ark, save his family, right? It says that in Hebrews. And um, the way that he did it, he obeyed, you know, got the, the gopher wood and then pitched it with pitch. So I saw, like an illustration, every piece of gopher wood that he created, he had to, he had to, that was hard work. Didn't have the tool, but he made that fit together is a covenant promise to me. That was, that's how I took that illustration. And then he pitched it with pitch. So I looked up in Strong's, okay, what's pitch? So I began to look in there, and it, one of the meanings is, is, yeah, it's very sticky. It will keep out the waters that, that would destroy. Well, one of the meanings in Hebrew is atonement. So I go, oh, that's the blood. So I, in my mind, I had this picture. I'm forming an ark to save my family here. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to use the covenant promises, and I'm going to pitch them with the blood, inside and out. Praise God, I'm plead the blood over every promise I can find about family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm going to apply it to Dylan. So that was my first witness. Then I went over there to Moses. And I saw that Jochebed said, no, 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 no. You're not going to, uh, Pharaoh, you're not going to take my baby. So what did she do? She made an ark. She, she wove it together, a basket. And so I said, every little piece of whatever she was using to weave together, that's a covenant promise. It just helped me. And then she pitched her with pitch, the same Bidwin. Hallelujah. So I said, oh, that's the blood again. And what'd she do? She placed her baby in there. She put her baby right there. So, I don't know, this picture helped me. And so I said, okay, I'm putting Dylan in that basket, just like she did. And she put him out in the waters. Big sister, watch. He was rescued by the, the uh, princess, <laughs> raised in the palace as a prince. He was rescued because she put him in the covenant and the blood. Yeah. Come on, covenant Hallelujah. words are confirmed and sealed by the blood. So legal, so powerful. It's such a witness. So he, he grows up, you know, and he becomes a murderer. He kills that Egyptian. He runs for his life to the desert. He's out there all by himself. And this really helped me too. Because if you've got kids that are running, they're out there. <laughs> they're not, they can't get away from God. Because wherever they are, God is. Psalm, uh, was it 39? 
can, where can I go from your presence? So he's out there, he sees the fire, and, everything, and God calls him. What she did as a mama broke the curse that was coming against Moses and connected him to his destiny. He was destined to be the deliverer of the children of Israel. So he ends up in this place. And he's called, he's, you know, the fire and everything he's called. And he becomes the deliverer for Israel. And when they're coming out of Egypt, what did they do? They did the blood. Take a lamb, every household. Put the blood over your door. Every father. Hallelujah. And if some, be, some families didn't have a father, they, other fathers adopted them, took them in. The blood over every house. And you know the story how the destroying angel, uh, the destroyer came to kill the firstborn, but couldn't when the blood out of bondage, the whole family. By the application of the blood of the lamb. Those pictures are, those are pictures for us that are written, whatever, Romans 15, 4 says, whatever was written beforehand is meant to instruct us in how to live. The scriptures impart to us encouragement and inspiration so that we can live in hope and endure all things. Praise God. So looking back at these stories, you go, okay, that's what they did. I can have faith that what I do with the blood of Jesus is doing the same thing. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so another uh, person that I, I thought of was Rahab. And Rahab hid Joshua, you know the story, in Caleb in her house. And she said, what are you going to do for me? <laughs> and Joshua said, okay, here's a scarlet cord. Put it out your window. And when the walls fall, your house is going to stand. Well, she took it. She believed it. She put that scarlet cord where she could see it. That was her hope her expectation, but she did something else. She went and she got all her family and her possessions and she put them in the house. So in prayer, put your family where the blood is applied in the house, whatever's going on outside the house, if everything falls apart, your house is standing. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. Praise God. And then it says about her in um, Proverbs 31. It says, I think it's verse 21. Says that, uh, yeah, she fears, this is amplified. She fears not the snow for her family. So when you, if fear comes, anxiety comes about your future, about your family, Go to this scripture. She fears not. Come on. Say, fear not. not. Amen. That's the first word Jesus said a lot. Fear not. Fear not. And she fears not the snow for her family, for all her household are doubly clothed in scarlet. So, there you go. I said, well, there's the blood. 
And it says double. So I said, the blood is applied in heaven where it speaks. It's before the Father. It's a witness. But it has to be applied in our hearts and with our voices. So it comes home to your house. Such a faith in the blood. So your application of faith of the blood of Jesus, faith in the blood to your children, over your family, uh, is applied with your voice. Praise God. So there's no fear for your future, for your children. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad about that? Praise God. And then you plead your case. When you plead your case, you are standing against the destroyer. You're you're, um, standing against the one who comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And as you pray and you intercede in this way, you are uh, being like Jesus. What does he do? He ever lives to make intercession for us. Right now. How does he intercede? Lord, your word. How does he intercede? Your blood. The blood. He is our high priest. In the Old Testament, if they sinned, they came before the priest, and the priest took the hyssop and put blood on it, water on it, you know, and sprinkle the person that had sinned. Jesus is our high priest. Praise God. We come to him and he sprinkles us. But as priests, you are a priest, right? We are priests and kings unto God. We are a holy nation, a a special showstock people. (laughs) We're a priesthood. And our responsibility and our privilege as prayers and as priests of our homes is to plead the blood. And when you apply the blood with faith, praise God, the Holy Ghost goes wherever the blood is applied. Hebrews 10, amen. Hebrews 9, hallelujah. And so, uh, you know, when the devil came to accuse Peter, he said, I will sift him like wheat. That's what he wants to do. But Jesus told Peter, he said, he can't because I prayed for you. Your prayer is powerful. It's effective when you use the blood. Praise God. The devil came to accuse Job, right? He said, God, he's going to deny you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to destroy him. And he almost did. But what did Job do? He humbled himself and he prayed for his friends. Hallelujah. He pled. And God turned it all around. So God's on your side. And once we get on God's side with the blood... I've had so many testimonies of fathers coming. There's one father that his son, his sons had not talked to him for maybe 15 years. I mean, 10 years maybe. It was so, he was so sad. It was just like a gap. But he and his wife 
the father and his wife took this book and just started applying the blood with faith. And maybe the next week, his son texted him, Dad, Dad, after 10 years, there's power in the blood. The Holy Ghost is in the blood. God wants your family. He wants to preserve our children and our family in this generation. There's power in the blood when we apply it. And when we get the word on it, then your faith gets big. And you get bolder, hallelujah. And you start telling you, oh, I tell you what, I've seen it work firsthand. Glory to God. 